Alright, and we're starting in three, two, one. Hello everybody. Thank you for tuning into the Quarter Life Crisis, episode two. Today, uh, we're missing Joe, but Johnny, Adolf, and Sergio are here as always. How are you guys doing today? Doing excellent, sir. How are you doing today? Pretty good, pretty good. Myself, honestly. Pretty easy day. We got snow in the desert for the first time in two years, I think. I think it was February 2019, the last time we had snow. But what about you, Adolf, Sergio? How are you guys doing? Doing good, doing good. Sergio? Doing great. You know, saw snow. Thought I was in Washington again. I was, I was pretty uh, pretty upset about it because I hate snow. You're not a big snow guy? No, dude, I hate it. How'd you live in Washington for so long, my guy? I live... I'm not going to answer that question. It's not appropriate. <laughs> How long? Actually, let's rephrase that question. How long did you live in Washington for? Almost a year. Almost a year. You like the yeah, so... Tucson weather a lot better? Oh my god. I see the sun every day. In Washington, I only saw it for like two months. <laughs> two, three months. Some people would prefer that, actually. That's actually insane, honestly, to me, how the weather is just so different, even though... We're basically still on the west coast. I mean, we're a couple thousand miles away, but it's drastically different. Bro, at like, in the summertime, at like 9 o'clock, 9 p.m., it's still sunny out. I was tripping. <laughs> that sounds insane, because like you said, how you wouldn't see the sun for two months, or you would only see the sun for two months. That's insane, because, you know, like we live in a super sunny state. Like, it's weird when the sun isn't out like rainy days are weird to us and over there it's constantly raining constantly sprinkling it's it's, it's annoying at first it was cool i was like oh sweet yeah i could get used to this and then two weeks in i'm like all right i'm tired of this shit <laughs> um did you see like a very big change in like how people drive or like what they drive as well just because you know there's always constantly rain i assume there's like more all-wheel drive vehicles and all that that and a lot of undercoating jobs. There was a lot of that too. And people's attitudes were not the greatest. Everyone was so mean and grumpy and <laughs> sad. Seriously. It's raining all the time, homie. The gloomy, man. Heck yeah. I didn't believe them when uh, there was actually this place that was near where I used to live where uh, you can go and it's like, what do they call them? The little tanning beds? Just to get your vitamin D. What? Yeah, dude. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like a little bar. It's It's crazy. It's like a little bar. Like, you walk in, there's just tanning beds everywhere. Just because you didn't see the sun. That's actually nutty. <laughs> That's actually super weird. Like, I'm, I don't think I've ever even seen, like, a tanning place here in Tucson. Because, let's be honest, like, it's sunny every day here. Walk outside. Yeah, just walk Blizzard. outside. Even in the winter. Seriously. Even in the winter. But it's It's terrible. I hate the heat. I'd rather deal with the heat than the cold and the wet. Dude, but that part of the country is beautiful. Extremely beautiful. But extremely annoying. <clears throat> it has a spurts, bro. <laughs> but, guys, um, moving away from the weather in Washington and Arizona, what do you guys think about this weekend sports, man? Uh, we had... 
the <laughs> championship games, and we also had the UFC card where we saw a very, very different McGregor than what we're used to. Let's go ahead and start off with the football games. What do you guys think about the games? I was wrong about both of them, and I'm very mad about it. <laughs> I was pleasantly correct about both games. Tom Brady is still the GOAT. I don't know why he has to remind people every year that he's the GOAT, but he's going to do it once again. And I'm very pleased with that. I'm going to let Adolph and Mackie speak because I don't want to go on a long you know, speech about Tom Brady right now. I hate Patrick Mahomes, so I guess I'm going for Tom Brady. You're welcome, Johnny. I don't want you to go for Tom Brady because every time you pick a team, they lose. So I would, I would rather you cheer for the Chiefs on Sunday. That would be lovely. That would be lovely, bro. Pick the Chiefs, please. No, just for that, I'm going for the Buccaneers. Honestly, I got the Bucks winning by two touchdowns. Oh, by that's, 14 that, points. Whoa. That's edgy, bro. <laughs> That's edgy. I got them by seven. I don't know if I got them by 14. But to be honest, well, actually, before we get into predictions, before we get into predictions, what do you guys think about the games themselves? Uh, the first game, the Bucks and the Packers, it went how I thought it would go. As I told you guys, it's Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. When it counts, Tom Brady's going to make the plays to win that game. And he did. Aaron Rodgers played a defense, missing both of his starting safeties. And he had a wide-open touchdown on the end zone, but he refused to run it in because he's scared of the Tampa Bay defense. And just how it usually goes in championship games, Tom Brady wins, Aaron Rodgers loses. He's in the Super Bowl again. Greatest of all time. Love to see it. That's my intake on the first game. Green Bay Packers against the refs, bro. That's how I saw it. What? No, I'm just kidding. There, there weren't many calls that game. Like There wasn't. It, it was a pretty smooth game. Honestly, he proved me wrong. Kind of, I really, really, really wanted the Buccaneers to lose, but I got to say it. Johnny was right. I told you, dude. I told you. It's going to come Bills, down. Though, bro. It's going to come down to the quarterback play. Oh, dude. I think we all had the Bills winning, I think. I dude, did. I, they played so good all year. I don't think they had one bad game like that. And, like, this was dude, one bad game. That was horrible, the most bro. important one. <clears throat> like, horrible. Like, I was and, mad like they were my own team. But, and they started good. They were... They were leading, I think, 10-0, and then it just fell apart. The Kansas City Chiefs are stacked on offense. Yeah, stacked. they actually are stacked. All right. Yeah, I mean, honestly, they proved me wrong, too, because I thought I thought the Packers were going to win. They just looked pretty good, like, all season for the couple games I did watch from them. But, man, Tom Brady in the playoffs... He was the underdog in Vegas. He was the underdog by like five points, I think. I don't remember the odds too well. Tom Brady was? Yeah, the the Bucks were the underdogs. They're even oh, the wow. underdogs to even win. Out of the four <laughs> teams, I think they were the underdogs to even win the whole thing. Like the Bills even had a better odds. <clears throat> they were the underdogs them. against the Saints too. Yep. They also, they also won uh, three playoff games 
on the road. Bro, oh. but you don't want to know what's crazy too? Like, I have never seen a team play in the Super Bowl at their home stadium. That's pretty lit. I think they Dude. said it's the first time ever it happens. It is. It is the first time ever. Freaking Brady, bro. Like, you Jesus know why? Christ. You know why? Because Thomas Andrew Patrick Brady Jr. Dang, you even know his whole name? I, do, I know this man's whole life, man. <laughs> he, brought, he, brought me, he brought me close to 20 years of joy on the Patriots. I am very happy for him. I'm going to be even happier when they win the Super Bowl. If he wins the Super Bowl, are you going to buy a Buccaneer shirt? Uh, no. Oh, okay. If I buy anything, like, Super Bowl related, it's going to have to be, like, a Tom Brady shirt. Not essentially a Bucks shirt. I really don't own any other teams merch than my own team. The ones I had were the Browns ones, like the Johnny Football and the Johnny Mills shirts. But because, you know, they had my name. Oh, okay. and, it, and it was Johnny Manziel. So. Man, such a bust. I, dude, I would really love to see Johnny Manziel do good in the NFL and be as amazing as he was for Texas A&M. But, you know, some things don't happen. Now Baker Mayfield's there. I think Baker Mayfield is a much better quarterback for the way that the NFL's played. Um, I think I think they have a bright future ahead of them. They just kind of need a... They're a young team. They need to work out a couple of, like, kinks here and there. And they're going to be... Yeah. They're going to be a contender for the next couple of years. <clears throat> yeah, I really hate, like, what ifs in sports because at the end of the day, like, it is what it is and what isn't. But at the same time, Johnny Mansell didn't have any talent on the Browns, like, at all. He had no one. Baker Mayfield has a pretty stacked team on offense. Oh, he has a stacked team, bro. Their defense is sus, but their offense is stacked. Johnny Mansell went there, there was, like, nothing no one to throw the ball to and he still had like the last Browns win for like three years I think yeah but I mean it's it's over he's 28 I don't think he can come back if he does that'll be great but his family's rich they got that oil money so <laughs> they'll be fine he'll be fine but you know he's still he's still one of the best college QBs and that's still pretty great Dude, he probably has he probably has the best highlights like of almost any co- like college quarterback. Like his like his highlights were amazing to watch the way he played the ball, the way he played zone, the way he got away from the def- um the defensive lineman. Dude, it was amazing. It's crazy. He was an amazing talent. <laughs> Dude, he was he was gross. He has the best highlight tape, like ever. Me and Adolf used to just watch that. In, I don't know what class we had together, but we used to just watch Johnny football highlights. It was in Spanish, Spanish, I believe. <laughs> but speaking about rich people, like Johnny Menzel, what do you guys think oh. about the fight? You know, the big UFC McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. Poirier. Oh, I thought you guys were messing with me when you said that Dustin won. I so thought you were messing with me. I think anybody would have been like, you, you have to be messing with me. He was the... He was a favorite by, I think, he was the underdog by plus 350. So if you put 100 on him, you'd get 350 back. Like, that's just oh how low people, like, just didn't expect him to win. Um, Johnny dropped off for a second there, but we were just saying, Johnny, how um, Sergio didn't believe us when we told him that Conor McGregor got knocked out for the first time in his UFC career. And how almost anybody would have been like, no, you're lying. 
because I th I think a lot of people don't understand, but dude, Dustin's an amazing, amazing, amazing boxer. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I watched some of the the highlights and everything, and that 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 wasn't Conor McGregor, bro. I mean, he kept his hands down, like like bro, I ain't no fighter, but like keep your hands up, dude. I I think it's just he doesn't have that drive to like make it out of the gutter how he used to. You know, he's he's doing super well for himself. He has proper 12. I'm sure he has an amazing investment portfolio. He got so much money from the Floyd Mayweather fight that, I mean, when it really comes down to it, he has no reason to fight. I don't know why he's fighting. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> but I think, I think that was, like, one of the one of like the main reasons because everybody everybody really has said it like around MMA that they nobody thought he would fight again just because he's making so much money he's just like a lot so much like success outside of the octagon that he doesn't have to fight and <clears throat> I really don't think he's like in it like that because even Joe Rogan said it like it's fucking hard to like get up and you know, go through a training camp and get punched in the face when you have, like, millions of dollars, like, in your bank account. We can be doing a lot more fun stuff with all the money that you have instead of going yeah. in, sparring, you know, harming your body more than it has to be. You know, he's already made it. There's no need to go through, like, the trauma, the injury, you know, any of that. Right. Right, because there's, I mean, there's nothing that he really, like, has to has left to accomplish in the UFC. He he's already like a he's a two way champion. He holds like the record for every single, you know, pay per view buy there is, every single live gate. Um, I don't really saw why he would come back. I thought he would fight Cowboy and just call it a day. The Dustin fight was very dangerous because Dustin is really good. Like Dustin, Dustin is extremely good. He lo he lost recently just to Khabib, which everybody loses to Khabib. Like nobody... He out he outboxed Justin Gagey, who like badly like he beat him bad, and Justin went on to beat Tony Ferguson like really bad. Right, like, really, like really bad. supposedly the next big thing, right? I know that right. Tony did have a knee injury, I believe, but still, man, like he was outclassed. Like there is no way. Right, he didn't sustain the knee injury though till like the later rounds. Mm-hmm. It's he was moving well, like regardless, even if he if they said that he came in with an injury, because he he was moving really like really really good. Yeah, he was still he active. Was, he was he was jumping around. You know, he he was maintaining pace. Yeah, that's why because he came in like pushing the pace, and then he caught an overhand right, and <laughs> he sent him back against Justin, and he didn't push the pace again. But Justin, he also beat Max Holloway twice, which. Max Holloway is nasty. Like, Max Holloway is super good. Yeah, it's not so, an easy thing to do, especially twice. So, like, yeah, like, I'm a, I'm a Connor fan. I thought he, Connor fan, I thought he was going to win. But at the same time, he hasn't fought in two years. And I don't think he has the drive to keep fighting. Um, because, the only, like, I've only seen one person take that much time off and be able to come back and win. And that was Dominic Cruz, who didn't fight for, I think, like, three to four years. And came back and just picked apart TJ Dillashaw. But I don't think Connor's uh, skill is up there with Dominic's either. No, well, Dominic Cruz dominated 
the bantamweight <clears throat> division for like the longest time and he, he can still be argued to be the best bantamweight of all time like even though he lost to Cody Garbrandt and TJ Dillashaw again I believe he can no, he, he didn't lose to TJ he, he lost to Henry oh yeah there we go he lost to Henry but man he he's he's amazing he's from the hometown Tucson Arizona shout out but represent Catalina High School yep wrestling <laughs> program Catalina High with the wrestling. He's a wrestler. I thought he did jujitsu. Oh, he was a wrestler. Wow. Nasty wrestling. Guess I never yeah. saw it because his moves were too clean on the stand up. But <laughs> <laughs> I met him by the way, got a picture with him. Yeah, I remember nice seeing that. I remember seeing yeah. that. What? Nice, nice guy. I chatted with him for a few minutes. Good man, good man. We're like the same height. I was not expecting that. I'm pretty sure he's just built like a rock, though. Because, man, that that dude's been working out for... Oh, dude, yeah. Knee injuries, everything. You know, he's like an elite fighter in his weight (laughs) division. (laughs) Dude, he shook my hand. I was like, oh, man. (laughs) You're like, he's just built different. (laughs) I was like, this man is just built different. Completely built different. But, yeah, I don't know. I think Conor retires, or he fights one more time. But at this time, he's just accumulating losses. Who do you think he's going to fight next? Dude, I don't think he should fight next. I didn't even think he was going to fight Khabib next. Like, I thought he was done. So, I, I have honestly have no idea. I wouldn't fight anybody in the top five at lightweight. That's just the best division, <laughs> the best division in the best MMA promotion there is. Like, lightweight's always been, like, we're all, you know. It's stacked. It's super dude, stacked. It, it is so it is so stacked. Max has been talking about going to lightweight as well. I, I like that as I like that too. But I don't know. If I'm Connor, I wouldn't fight again, dude. I have too much money. Like I thought it was more likely for him to fight Manny Pacquiao to to fight Dustin. Ryan Garcia versus Manny Pacquiao? Money fight? Money fight. Uh, money fight? Uh, dude, money fight. <laughs> money fight, dude. I don't know if I like Manny Pacquiao in that fight. He's like he's simply too old. Dude, he's old. Yeah, man, he's, he's he's over the hill for sure, man. Like, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing out here trying to fight Ryan Garcia. Bro, I like I like Ryan Garcia in that in that fight. I think he should be a favorite, like a big time favorite. Dude, the like <clears throat> probably like up to five fifty, maybe. Negative five fifty, man. I think that was Floyd Mayweather versus Connor, like odds. I think he'd be more of like a. 350, 400 favorite. Because Manny Pacquiao's only like, what, 40? Duh, he's, like, he's gotta be into like his mid-40s. I have no idea how old that man is. Go ahead and look it up. I got it. Oh, he's 42 years old. Oh yeah, dude, no. And I also, like, I learned a lot from Ryan Garcia against the Luke Campbell fight, because he, he, got, he got lit up by Luke. Like he, he did. He got rocked. Dude, and Luke does not hit soft, man. He's he's a he's a he's crazy, man. Olympic boxer, everything. But he took him he took him like a champ, man. He he proved me wrong as well. Honestly they didn't Same see him game. winning. Dude, I, I honestly looked at him like everybody else is like, you know, like a like an internet guy. Yeah. <clears throat> but honestly seeing that fight, like I I was proven wrong, and, you know, he took the hit, he came back. 
the the freaking the hook to the body he got was nasty. Dude, that was ex- like super clean. That was <laughs> that was loud. Dude, you guys watching in slow motion? Multiple times. <laughs> that was loud, dude. That hurt me. Dude, not just that. Luke Campbell had only lost to Lomachenko and Linares before that. Like, that was his only losses. Like that, he's a, he's a good fighter, bro. Yeah, he he's elite. <laughs> he's elite for sure. Ryan Garcia, it was a good fight, man. I I think we could possibly even see a um Garcia Campbell too. Who knows? <clears throat> right. I think Campbell was that, uh, he's thirty three. He'll take the he'll take the check. <clears throat> who who was that one kid they were trying to get him to fight uh Davis? He, he don't want to fight Davis. He does not want to fight Davis. Why? Dude, if Davis touches him the way Luke Campbell did, he's not getting back up. Javante Davis. I wanna see that fight is, then. Dude, Javante Davis is like the next tier up. Like, there's Luke Campbell, Ryan Garcia, and then there's Javante Davis. I want to see the fight, too. I really do, but it's two different promotions. It's Mayweather promotions and Golden Boy promotions. And we all know how Golden Boy builds the boxers. They're not going to take that fight anytime soon. Yep. You seen how the, all the Canelo fights are built up? <clears throat> all these legends, quote-unquote, they fought, they fought them when they were in their 40s. <laughs> Over the hill again. Oh, wow. I didn't even see it like that. What the heck? Yeah, and they still had to rob Triple G twice, but we're not gonna get into that right now. That's a whole di- that that's a whole different debate topic, man. That we could talk about that for hours, honestly. But Dude, Conor McGregor, washed or not? I think we can all agree he's pretty washed at this point, right? Like, he needs to stop fighting. He needs to move on to the next step in his life. Bro, I wouldn't go as far as to say wash, like. I'm sure he has the skill still and the power. I just don't think he has like the motivation to like stay there and fight. You think he can like, stay in the top ten? No, like I don't think he has that motiv like I don't think he has that motivation to fight. So then he's like, lost. I, mean, I think he has too much money. <clears throat> he's like top ten for the lightweight division. It's obviously the reigning champ, Khabib. Nobody's touching him at lightweight. One, we got Dustin Poirier now. Two, Justin Gaethje. Three, Charles Oliveira. Four, Michael Chandler. Five, Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson's five. That's a fight that was always put in the back burner and they never fought. Was Tony against Connor? Maybe he comes in for a super fight with Tony. I feel like that would make numbers. Maybe not. They've they're both kind of on a losing streak. Seven's Rafael dos Anjos. I. I don't know why he's still here. You know, he's he's been there for a while. <laughs> I mean, props for him for staying in the top 10 for so long. H. Dan Hooker coming off the loss. Um, 9. Paul Felder. And Diego Ferreira. Man. Fight? Everybody against... Everybody on top of Connor is a fight I wouldn't want to see him take. <clears throat> right. I mean, I'll take my I'll take Michael Chandler against Charles, and then whoever wins can fight Dustin for the title if Khabib stays retired. <clears throat> I Do you think, think he's gonna stay retired? 
Um, and that's what he said. He said, you know, that there's really nobody for him to fight. And there really, there really isn't. Unless he, like, opts to go to 170. But at 155, like, who's he going to fight that he hasn't beat yet? He beat Dustin. He beat, he beat Justin. He beat Connor. The Tony fight, like, never happens. And Michael Chandler and Charles Oliveira, I would, like, no disrespect, but I don't think they can beat him. Charles Oliveira got choked out by Anthony Pettis, who's not even a a grappler, and Michael Chandler came from Bellator. <laughs> oh, the Bellator discrimination. <laughs> it's real. Look what happened to Ben Askren. He walked in here and thought he was hot shit. Got wrecked. He won his first fight, <laughs> but he lost his second, right? Barely, bro. <laughs> Who did he choke out? Robbie Lawler? Yeah. Yeah, th- that could be seen as a fluke. I think I remember now how it went down. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, yeah, that was that was luck. <clears throat> and Masvidal needed him in like 10 seconds, I think, or 6 or 7. I forgot, but... He... I mean, I, you like Masvidal and Khabib? I think Khabib's too small for him, man. I think Khabib is perfect at 155. I think 170 is way too big for him. Not, I know that the height is around the same. But I think his body structure, like the way he's built, he's just too, you know, he's kind of like strawny, like not so like. Look at the look at the middleweight guys, you know, they all got some heft to them. That's kind of when you start seeing like these super big like guys that the, like they look like superhumans, like superheroes. I don't think Khabib's built like that, man. I think he'll get dominated <laughs> in middleweight. And middleweight's not even stacked. I just no, think I'm not, his... saying, I'm not saying middleweight. That I'm saying. Uh, oh, welterweight. welterweight, welterweight. That's what yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah, one seventy. Would you look at the top five for welterweight? I don't know why I was saying middleweight. Kamaru Usman's the reigning champ. One's Colby Covington. Two is Gilbert Burns. Three is Leon Edwards. Four is Jorge Masvidal. Five Stephen Thompson. I don't know what I'm saying. Welterweight stacked. Never mind. There's there's no way, man. I don't like any of those fights for Khabib. I think. He's at lightweight, and that's what he should stay at. I like I like the Leon fight, bro. I think he beats Leon and gets himself in the top five. Leon's not good. He got beat up backstage by Masvidal. I don't trust that, man. <laughs> I don't know, he... man. I, if I was Khabib, and then Khabib just lost his dad, too, which was his, like, biggest inspiration to be a wrestler and be, you know, the greatest alive, as he would say. But... I, I, I don't think I see him coming back. I think he <clears throat> he built a legacy, man. He He's pretty much the GOAT at that division. He dominated everybody. He's like, what, 29 and 0? Yeah. That's what I'm saying, he's so he can good. go 30 and 0. <laughs> you know, maybe for, the, maybe for the lucky number, man, but I don't know. It's, he's pretty well off. He lives in Kazakhstan. They all love him. He's like a celebrity over there. We're seeing a lot of um, wrestlers coming from that area because of his influence. Um, right. I, I think he's done what he's need to do. I think, I think, he's going to take the route that Connor should have taken. He cemented his legacy. He's out. Nobody for him to fight. He literally cleared lightweight division and he's gone. Giannis, I can agree with that. I think that should be. I think that should be the move, honestly. For both of them. That should, 
that should have been the move for Conor after the Floyd fight, bro. Like, I don't know, like, who's, like, like, having him take this fight, who his management is, but, bro, like, these are, like, terrible decisions. Maybe he just needed a quick buck, man. Maybe he's going to start a new company. He's like, hey, man, one UFC fight, you know? Even if it lasts <laughs> around, your name is going to sell it. <laughs> it's okay, man. You know, who knows? Well, well, yeah, I mean, he is getting, like, allegedly, like, 20 to 40 million now f- from the UFC fights. Insane. Insane. And, and that's, you know how crazy that is to say for you, like, for you, for UFC? <clears throat> that's nutty, bro. Like, when he fought Khabib, K- Khabib's purse was, like, 2 million. <clears throat> Insane. But he lives like a, he literally lives like a prince where he lives out there. Like, I don't think the money was really much to him. And he loves, he does it for the art. You know, he loves wrestling. You know, you saw the video of him wrestling a bear. That's just insane. Right. <clears throat> no, but I'm, ta- I'm not talking about Khabib. I'm talking about, like, the UFC in general. To see somebody oh. like, in MMA do that. Like, those type of numbers. Dude, like, even MMA yeah. itself, like, it wasn't even... That's insane. They never thought it was going to be bigger than boxing. You know, a lot of states didn't even, like, pass like, legislation or laws or whatever to actually have people fight in right. what is, like, five-ounce gloves and you can kick somebody's head off. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's how it was in New York. That's when they had the first uh, pay-per-view card was UFC 205. Madison Square Garden. And that was the that was a Conor fight when he won the two belts. Insane. <clears throat> the hype that night must have been insane. Dude, we're watching that one. We went to, uh, what did we go to? Famous Sam's, I think. No, I think I think we went for another fight. Famous Sam's, the Connor no, we... when he won both belts. Didn't we watch yeah. that at somebody's house? No, we watched that at a uh, Famous Sam's when he fired the Alvarez. <clears throat> oh, you know what? I do remember now. Yep, it was that time. Yeah, he he destroyed Eddie Alvarez. But I, you know that was a peak. That was a peak, like Connor, bro. Peak performance. <laughs> Honestly, when, you're that's right. That's when he peaked. I think that's when he peaked. Like, in the Mayweather fight, too. Like, when he, like, slipped Mayweather and, like, actually, like, landed an uppercut, I was like, okay, like, that's insane. <clears throat> but I think we kind of went off on a super big rant about the UFC and about sports in general. We love sports. We should really just make a separate podcast for this because we're all super, we're all super passionate about sports in our own way. Like I think I'm probably like the most passionate about like baseball. Johnny's super passionate about like football and MMA. Sergio's extremely passionate about the Redskins or the football team. <laughs> the football team. The football team. You can't say that word. Taylor Heineke, the goat. Heineke, bro. I just started drinking Heineke beer now, bro. Buy your t-shirts. NFLshop.com. The legend of Taylor Heineke. Bro. Taylor Heineke t-shirts. Did you get a t-shirt? I did. <laughs> and, and Adolf's like a soccer mastermind. You know, this guy called the World Cup like twice, I think. Like even before it started. So I think... Yeah, three years before. Bro. Not... The Germany... I'm pretty sure everybody called the Germany one. No, everybody doubted me. Everybody said that uh, Spain or Brazil was going to take it. And then... Around that time was when Germany wasn't doing so good. And then they ended up reconstructing their team. 
And I think they got back like three or four players out of injury before the World Cup and they ended up taking it. They literally swept all the teams completely. That was an insane run. I just got to say that right now. That was an insane run by them. And then I did, yeah, and then I did remember calling in the other World Cup and the Brazil one. No, not the Brazil one. The most recent one. The, I don't remember what it was, but I also said that they weren't going to make it out of the group stage because every team that wins the World Cup ends up being cursed if it's not making it out of the group stage. That happened to Italy, that happened to Spain, and also happened to Germany. And I knew that was going to happen to them. That's why Mexico beat them. <laughs> Mexico. Mexico. That's our highlight. Mexico Ooh. went insane after that win, de- defeating the reigning champs. I'm not going to lie. I went insane, too. I know. I know. I was there. And you also called you France winning. Thing. Yeah, I knew France was going to win, too, because France was stacked. Enormously stacked. They had an enormous amount of talent. You have no idea. Man, I miss the World Cup, man. I feel like there's so much unity around it just because soccer is... It's going to be in Mexico, man. It's going to be in Mexico, U.S., and Canada the next time it happens, or in 2028, I think. Um, damn. Most likely the games will be here in uh, Los Angeles. Yeah, man. We should definitely go. I am down. And a UFC match. And we got... If Brady doesn't retire this year, we got to go watch a Bucks game to watch Brady, bro. And -hmm. LeBron. And we need to go to the Vegas Stadium. Oh, the the Raiders one, the all blacked out one. Stadium. Yeah. Bro, ASU was gonna play there this year. Why'd you have to bring that up? I'm sorry, bro. I just want to do all these things uh, with my boy. Johnny man. on suicide watch. Man. Somebody uh, get this mental health on check. Dude, just, all our major sports were peaking, and COVID, <laughs> COVID just ruined everything. Yeah, but I had, a, I had a plan to take my dad to his first game, too, here in uh, Los Angeles. His favorite, his favorite team was coming to play, and I was going to buy tickets to go, and then COVID decided to hit. Look at you now, quarantine. Yep. <laughs> Look at us all. The two-week quarantine still going on. <laughs> Look at us all still playing Warzone. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking about COVID, though, and more political stuff. Did you guys see the list of Biden's executive orders and actions? <clears throat> I did. I am going to be completely honest with you. I was pretty disappointed after the election. I haven't been really paying attention to it till like today. I like scrolled through it a little bit. I seen the stuff. It was all expected stuff I thought he was going to do. By the way, 21 executive orders. I believe Obama had like five in her, in his first day. Trump had like one. You know, for the people who like to call everybody dictators, that sure is a lot of executive orders. A lot. Twenty one. Twenty one, dude, and like they had just reported nineteen, and like they had to update the report to twenty one <laughs> an hour after. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I scrolled through some of them. Um, I expected them to be what they were. I know, like, the most, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The one that gather the most attention would be the military one. They're allowing um, transgender folks into the military, uh, which, you know, it's controversial. It is. But 
I honestly believe, you know, if you pass like every single test that everybody else pass, like you should, you should be able to be in whatever branch you should to be. But I don't think the test should be adjusted to anyone, you know, every, whatever, whatever everybody else has to go through, you should be able to pass the same thing. And because it's just. It's the military, bro. Yeah, that's what's said. It's the military, bro. (laughs) That's what's said in like in place already. If you can't pass that, then you shouldn't be in it. Like, like regardless, it's not like to be transphobic or anything. It's just what's already in place. And and that's and and that's the argument that some guys at work were having. That they were like, "Well, they're just gonna, you know, let these people just slide by. You know, they're just doing it just, you know, just to get the treatments done." I'm just like, it's. It's 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 just it's controversial, and there's a yeah. lot of opinions. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of what ifs. Um, a lot of the but come going back to the executive orders, staying away from that one for right now. A lot of the executive orders won't really, you know, that insane to me. One of them was requiring ma- mask wearing on federal property. Um, I I can argue with that one. I mean, it, we're definitely a pandemic right now. And even though California just lifted their stay-at-home orders, but orders, but you know, what do I know? But um, I, I can Almost. agree with that one. Executive order coordinating a government-wide COVID-19 response. I I think it might be too late for something like that. But you know, at least we're going somewhere. Executive order revising immigration enforcement policies, revoking a Trump-era policy that cracked down on communities shielding undocumented immigrants from deportation. Biden vowed to protect national and border security and address the human humanitarian challenge at the southern border. Next one is executive order undoing regulatory restriction on federal agencies. Biden's order scratched the batch of Trump-era executive actions that restricted how federal agencies make reg- regulatory... I can't speak regulatory changes including one measure requiring agencies to discard two regulations for every one proposed hmm interesting <laughs> and census order incorporating undocumented immigrants into census i can agree for that one because there still has to be money given to that community for that for how many people that live there even if they're not documented or not executive order refocusing on the climate crisis and canceling the keystone xl permit Executive order mm-hmm. banning discrimination on the basis of gender, identity, or sexual orientation. <clears throat> Open bathrooms. Nah. Let's get wild. No, no, thank Let's get you. Wild. There's gonna be one person that's just gonna abuse it, and ugh. <clears throat> dude, that's just that's just oh my god. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that one. Really. I, I, I don't agree with that, bro. Like, I don't. I'm sorry, I don't. I, I don't, please. I, I don't trust people who... Because you never know, man. You know, I have nieces. I have girl cousins. Exactly. You know? Exactly. There's, yeah. I'm telling you, there's going to be that one person that is just going to take advantage of it. And just bad things are going to happen. There's always going to be spoiled apple and... Go ahead, Johnny. Go ahead. Let it's, me let me hear it. It's, <laughs> it's not the one person. It's gonna be, dude. It like it sounds bad, but there is gonna be multiple people. You know, like you. I am not. I'm not a father. I'm not married. I don't. But if I was, I don't know if I'm comfortable 
with a grown-ass man going into a bathroom with my wife and my daughter. You know? Heck like, no. Uh, a biological a bi- male. A biological male. Whatever it is. You know, you're, you're a guy or you're a woman, you know? And that's it. Just go to the bathroom, dude. Just use the bathroom. Get out of the bathroom. It, it is not that serious. Like, you'll be fine. You're you peeing want. and pooping. Just do it. Yeah, like, you, if you want me to, like, you know, call you he or she, like, fine, whatever, that's what you pick. It's not my business. Like, I don't care. Whatever you do Same in your thing. private life. But, you know, like, we're, it's just, it is uncomfortable. People are going to be uncomfortable with it, and they should be uncomfortable. Like, they have every reason to be uncomfortable with it. And Am I saying that every transgender person is bad? Like, no, but <clears throat> I'm sure there is plenty. There's something wrong with, you know, grown as guy going into the bathroom with women and, like, kids. And it it's just so bizarre. Um, you know, and I'm a guy, man. I don't think this affects us as much. Because if a transgender woman that trans... Right. converted into a man I'm not sure what the right word to use there is but um, the transition to a male you know I'm not afraid of them trying to do something to me because um, I- I'm a pretty big guy and I like I'm I'm sure I could at least you know stop at least for a while while help comes but my fear and like where I raise a big concern is for women I'm sorry but it's just, it's hard numbers and data, but a physical, original man that converted into a woman is going to be extremely more capable of damaging, um, abusing, you know, because it's a physical male. We're stronger, we're faster, we're bigger most of the time. It's just not, it's not something I would want for, like, my nieces or future daughters um, right. my mom, aunts, it's just not something I would want. And that's where the concern comes from me. I, I, don't, I, I don't want it either. <laughs> this is pure science, by the way. We're not just saying this. A male is typically faster, bro, stronger. Look at my chick, bro. She's like four foot something. We don't, because, um, nobody's gonna know what, um, your chick looks like, right? Like, the viewers out here. But let's put this into perspective. We had the champions, like, elite tennis players um, go against a man that was, like, ranked, like, 600 in the world. The guy smoked him. It wasn't even a match. Um, it's not to sound unfair, but males are dominantly more physically, physically capable, dominant. physically dominant and capable than women are. Um, it, all go- it all goes down to, pre- like, history, basically. We were always the hunters. We were always the one providing. You know, it's just how evolution happened. It's not our fault. You know, it's just kind of what what happened. <laughs> you know, we can't control yeah. stuff like that. And even an elite women, like let's look at the Rachel Ostovich um, incident. She's an elite fighter for the UFC. Uh, her husband was like a not even like top ten in like some other random fighting organization, and he beat the crap out of her, man. He absolutely destroyed her. And, you know, I'm sure if Rachel, I'm sure Rachel's more talented than him, but he's just physically stronger. He's a guy. It all comes down to science and biology. 
it's not us being like discriminatory like we're not discriminating anybody it's just the fact of the matter right and i'm not even saying like they will be a, like a transgender person to you know do something bad like it, it could be just one of the scumbags of the world like who decides that day it's like hey i i identify as a woman and you know <laughs> go in there and you know abuse someone dude like because there, like, there is sick people, dude. Like, people want to, like, paint this world of, like, rainbows and, and shit. Like, there There's is There's a sick lot people. of sick people out there. There's fucking sick, like, sick people out there, bro. And we want to we wanna believe that, like, it's everywhere. It's a fucking sick place. freaking rainbows outside, bro. Like, <clears throat> no. <clears throat> and that's, it's not even, like, about, you know, not wanting transgender people to, like, use a bathroom that they feel comfortable with. Is that there is sick people out there? They they are gonna abuse that, just like Sergio said. Like you know, it's gonna happen. Sadly, like we already know it's gonna happen. Like when they we're <laughs> we're not like say, we're not like waiting for it. Like we know it's gonna happen eventually. Right. There's gonna be some sadly. some Eugene like, sadly. that's never touched a woman before in his life. Can't keep a conversation. He's going to right. say he identifies as a woman that day. Oh my god. And bad things are going to happen. And I hope it's an eye-opener for most people. But it's not because of discrimination. But it's just... It's a safety precaution. And people can twist it as much as they want. Because just by us saying this, we're already trans like trans haters. We're homophobic. We're misogynist. But it's just the fact of the matter. We're concerned about the situation. We're not saying anything about anything else we're just concerned about the actual situation but because i mean we have a lot of, we have a lot of like women in our life and i'm pretty sure that that was like our first thought right away as soon as we've seen them exactly like that that was like our first concern <clears throat> but you know <laughs> I, I suppose that's how you learn by making uh mistakes trial and <sighs> error next big one i see here is Proclamation pulling funds from border wall. I mean, man, I I'm I'm super behind that. A wall is not going to fix anything. People are going to get right. over it. They're going to find a way around it. They're going to go under it, bro. They're going to go over it, under it, like on the side. <clears throat> Maybe even through it. Who knows? Yeah, man. It, it's it's miles and miles of a wall. You can't the, like he only has like forty six miles of it done. I think. And we also saw how much that cost. And right. I, I'm I completely agree with that one. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually comment on that one. Um, I would like the funding to stay, not for a wall necessarily. Um, I think we can do better, like as far as technology, and having um, you know, all, all the uh, crazy our customs and border inside. patrol. Yeah, all crazy theories aside, you know, as far as drug trafficking and human trafficking goes. Having uh, National Guard, having border, like, our Border Patrol agents, I think the funding could be placed there. I don't think the wall would be would be much. Wait, what did um, you say? I, I would like the funding to go towards, like, technology, as far as, like, the, the cameras they have. And then, as well as having actual, like, people stationed there. Like, not as far as National Guard and um, Border Patrol agents, just because, you know, all the drug trafficking human trafficking that does go through the borders like i have 
I have family members who are immigrants who had to cross the border, but sadly, not all people who cross the border are good people. That's just a fact. That's an extremely good point. And now that marijuana is being legalized in most places, they're going to just cross harder drugs. Harder drugs that could kill people. It could cause overdoses. Marijuana is not going to do anything to anybody. Um, But when you start talking about fentanyl, cocaine, methamphetamine, those are drugs that can kill people. I think that's where the issue is going to start stemming. Now that these, um, you know, cartels on the other side of the wall they can't sell weed unless, you know, they take my advice and they invested all their all laundry money into weed corporations over here, which would be the smart thing to do if I was them. But if they didn't take that advice, I'm sure what they would be doing is just crossing harder drugs, cocaine, meth, right. whatever they do nowadays. Yeah, I mean, not just that. Human trafficking is a thing as well. Like, it's a huge thing. It's a huge thing and nobody talks about it. Yeah, we can spend time, like, a lot of time talking about it, but I think, you know, that's, like, one of the, one of the main things that I disagree with, like, with most democratic agendas, disbelieve that, you know, we should have, like, minimal security at the border, like, open borders or whatever, because, yeah, a lot of people come here, you know, to pursue a better life, and, like, that's great, I would love for all people to make it through and make it safe, but at the end of the day, like, like, we spoke with the whole bathroom situation not everybody you know is a good person sadly exactly i would really like for there to be a you know a road to at least residency here because there's a lot of good people in my life that i know that you know i I come from mexican descent so i know a lot of good people that you know are here to work they want to build something for themselves they want to pursue their american dream and just running from you know the discrimination the discrimination from their native countries that you can put in the work in this country and you can get recognized for it and you can get paid out for it and rewarded. There's other countries where that's just not the case. I feel like there should be some way to actually pursue that and we can filter out everybody else and while keeping our border wall safe because that's not only an immigration view, but it's also a safety standpoint. Right. Yeah, that, that's what I think. Like, I think... I really, I really like how you worded that. Thank you, thank you. You know, I have yeah. my notepad right here. You know, it's already worded for me. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, has notes. <laughs> no, I don't have a notepad, sadly. <clears throat> like, I don't think they should take the funding completely away. I think they should re- relocate the funding. And yeah, I would be, like you mentioned, be okay with having a pathway to becoming a citizen. Right, because we need great people. There's a lot of positions open in the U.S. that we can't fill because... You know, everybody here kind of wants everything handed to them, and they want fifteen dollars an hour for minimal skills. But that's a whole different topic. Um, I mean, that's happening too. So that is speak about it. That is. <laughs> let me find it. Speak about it. I mean, most of the executive orders that he signed were COVID nineteen related. You know, and social justice related data-driven response to COVID-19, I can get behind that 100%. Expanding access to COVID-19 treatments, I think that's amazing. But it sounds like, I believe that he removed the the cap for insulin. And, man, that's terrible in my opinion. Because people are just going to jack it up. And they need it to live, man. That's like if you're paying for air for somebody that needs insulin. That was a terrible, terrible move, I believe. 
Yeah, um, I did some reading on it too. It's kind of sad. Yeah, given that I do have family members who are diabetic, like, I know, like, it's expensive. Same here, bro. Mm -hmm. There's been a couple of times where I had to help. Like, it, it's really, it's really expensive. I don't know. I don't know what the thought process behind that is. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> um, I don't think we're not going to win anything making criticizing this president because, you know, from the moment he was elected, you know that everything that he would do would be considered gold and nothing would be criticized. So I don't know the reasoning. I'm sure they're not going to care about the reasoning and I'm sure they don't care. Here's an interesting one. Executive order promoting Buy America agenda. In an effort to bolster American manufacturing, Biden signed an executive order directing agencies to strengthen requirements about purchasing products and services from U.S. workers and businesses and to close loopholes that allow companies to offshore production and jobs while qualifying for domestic preferences. I firsthand lived this when um, the old company that I worked for, Dun & Bradstreet, offshored our location over to the Philippines. They got around it with this loophole. I can firsthand say that that's an amazing. I mean, yeah, yeah. in my opinion, I that's like a that. very good one. I like that one. Is that when you, uh, they gave you like bonuses and stuff for leaving? Yeah, well, well, they had to. That was one of the things that actually, I think that was really one of the only good things that the, that the, I forgot what, who signed. I believe it was Trump that did that order that were, it was super hard to like offshore. They gave me a lot of money for staying there and getting replaced by offshore people, which was good. But I mean, it was kind of my time to go from that place too. But I, I love working there. So it's just kind of it hurts a little bit. Um. No, I, yeah, I I went through that one too. We were at the place I was previously at. Exactly. We had to, we had to let go like fifty percent of our customer service people because they set up the new place in where was it like Nicaragua or some place like that. But yeah, dude, we had to let go like half of our customer service agents. Our offices were so empty. <laughs> Man, I, I know it is cheaper to offshore, but I think that hurts a business a lot. Because when I call in somewhere, like I don't mean to sound like I know where you're ra going, racist, dude. but when I go like when I call in somewhere, like um this weekend I called Summit because I I had an order that hadn't come in in a while. And I answered, and somebody named Michelle called in. You know, she could help me right away. Um, I forgot what I was doing, but I had to call some company, and offshore people um, um, answered. And, you know, I was like, okay, whatever. But, man, they are so hard to work with because there's obviously a language barrier there, and it affects the customer service by a major margin. I think everybody can attest and understand. But I think offshore people are amazing in their own way. We have a lot of them at work. The work for our coding department, not our coding department, but our software development company, our department, and they do amazing work, man. I have a lot of respect for them. I know that there's some amazing talent offshore, but I think when it comes to stuff like that with like customer service, especially simple jobs like that, right, and that are already here based in America, that there's no, I guess there is a cost saving to it, but it's already there. You know, you're helping American people stay employed and giving the, a better customer service experience, I think something like that should stay in place and to not be offshore. Yeah, I mean, um, I really have no complaints about that one. Yep, I, I think that's a good one. I can agree with all of the COVID ones, 
and that one. And honestly, I thought I was yeah, about yeah. to see a lot worse. But the last, <laughs> the last one's kind of kind of funny. Executive order denouncing anti-Asian discrimination and xenophobia in response to the surge in anti-Asian bias amid the coronavirus pandemic. Biden's orders urged the Department of Health and Public Services to consider using guidance on cultural competency and sensitivity towards Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders as part of the nation's COVID-19 response. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I really, I don't get that. Are people Wait, like afraid? What? Are people like afraid of Asian people? What's Wait, what? I think. What's happening? I think what he's trying to say is that when Trump was giving his speeches, he kept on saying the Chinese virus. Oh, I, I think. Oh, he, I know you're going with this. I mean, was it not a Chinese virus though? Was Ebola not an African disease? It it is, but at the end of the day, um, there's a lot of uneducated a, people out there, and I know you understand this. We got a BPC at the end of the day. I mean, it's because a virus is a virus. We don't know where the flu started, you know, or else I'm pretty sure we'd call it like the European flu or something. I mean, it's been for like hundreds the, of years. The Spanish flu. Mm, Spanish probably came flu. from probably came from Spain. Um. COVID-19 did have its name coronavirus. I mean, uh, that's that's like iffy. I'm on a pretty iffy stance on that one. I think I mean, it can go fine. both ways easily. I mean, I, I don't care about that. Like, that's fine. You want to educate people on Asians. Like, I don't, I don't kind, kind, care. Kind of a weird one. Um, were Asians, like, being treated wrongly or what? Maybe they were getting offended because they're saying Chinese virus. Man, I'm not sure. But it is Chinese, though. <laughs> you see, it is. But everybody doesn't think like you, Johnny. Some people could find it offensive. Yeah, and... I could. I could see how they could find it offensive. Dude, if a virus came from Mexico and like it's a Mexican virus, I'm like, yeah, it's the fucking Mexican virus. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, but then like, what if somebody was like, let's say there was a Mexican virus and you're at the store and somebody just picks on you and whatever, and it wasn't your fault. Then I'd be like, damn, bro, that's unfortunate. You're uneducated. There was a Mexican virus, though. We had the swine flu, which originated in Mexico. But they called it the swine flu, so they didn't call it. They didn't call this one the bat, the bat flu. Well, maybe huh. don't put bats in your soup. You feel me? <laughs> you know, I think, I think when it comes to like food that people eat all over the world, I think it's super interesting to everybody. You know, you eat based off of where you live and what you can find, and it kind of grows into the culture. But man. I don't know if I could eat a damn bat. Have you guys actually ever seen a bat up close? Like a wild yeah, one? They are ugly, bro. Yeah, they're really gross. They're scary looking, bro. They're... I don't think I would want to eat it. You know? People I don't get even really... want to touch it. I don't even want to kill it. I don't want to do nothing with it. Bats are very unhygienic as well. Like, they're very gross animals. Unless they're like a fruit <laughs> bat. And I don't think they were eating fruit bats over there. Well, I sometimes I get bats in my my backyard underneath the stupid freaking thing that we built back there. What do you call it? The freaking I don't remember. Yeah, I wouldn't want to eat a bat, and I don't know, man. Maybe there was a lot of discrimination towards Asian people just because you know <clears throat> originated over there. I don't know. Maybe there's something I'm not looking at, but let's... hey, you know what? Bats are gross. The virus is Chinese. If you're offended by it, we apologize. We now have an executive order to educate people and Asians. 
Great. Executive Next. order reversing transgender military ban. The almighty. Biden repealed the ban on transgender people serving openly in the military and ordered the defense secretary to immediately prohibit involuntary separations, discharges, and denials of reenlistment or continuation of service on the basis of gender identity, as we call it now, or under circumstances relating to their gender identity. Right, and if you can correct me if I'm mistaken, I'm sure they passed that uh, due to the suicide rate, also people not being mentally fit to be in the military, uh, given that some studies do consider transgenderism to be a mental disease. So I think that's why that, w- that was passed, um, and also the physical barrier uh, but like we said at the beginning, if you don't pass any of the tests to be in the military, then you can't be in the military. Like, it doesn't matter what your gender is, you know, whatever you have down there. I think that's what it is. We have the most military in the world for a reason. And keep it know, that way. Yeah. And, you know, if, if you can't like, pass a test or anything like that, you can be in the military and, and that's. That's it. That's pretty much how it is. Anywhere else you go. But I think that's why that was passed. Uh, they reversed it. I don't know how that's going to work out. But like as you said before, that's how we learn from making mistakes. <clears throat> it's a tough call, for sure, on both sides. Um, you know, there. I'm sure there are trans people that are capable of serving. They're mentally stable enough to actually serve. Um, sure there is. I'm like, not gonna lie about that. Right, because like I said, if you can pass like everything that everybody else has pa- like has passed to be in the certain branch that they're at, like I have no problem. I don't care. But if you if you don't, then you just simply don't. So, I'm trying to find the stats on transgender suicide after surgery to get transition to the opposite sex that they wish to be wish to now be oh you don't want to look at those numbers i actually can't i actually can't find them i heard i heard it when ben shapiro was talking about it this had to be like around 2017 i believe he mentioned like this is not accurate this is what i remember from the video i think he mentioned like a eight to ten percent increase if i'm not mistaken but i don't know i don't know like the factual like number but there's an increase i just don't know what the percentage would be but the fact of the matter is is trans people whether it may be by actual discrimination you know gender dysphoria the issue that they're having in their head because at the end of the day, it might sound very rough on my part, but gender dysphoria is a disease, and it's something that's not, that person's not right in the head, no matter what way you put it in. Um, I'm, I'm completely fine with them living a normal life. I know that some of them can. I hope most of them can. I actually hope all of them can live a normal life. I'm completely fine with calling them whatever they want, but I think we all just need to understand that it is a disease, and just like... Um, people with autism we learn to live with it um 
there's not everybody's the same. I wish everybody would be born perfect and there was no, not as much suffering and disease in the world. But that's just something that can't happen with biology and how <clears throat> how reproduction works. But, I mean, the statistics are there. Um, LGBTQ people, or I don't know why I said LGBTQ, I read it off my screen. Transgender people have an insanely higher amount of suicide attempts and suicide rate than any other community. Because I think out of the whole LGBTQ community, if I were to guess, I believe that they would be the most the most affected by the disease itself. Because they went ahead and did the whole <laughs> transition. They actually think they're a male or female when they're not. Right. And I do I was able to find it actually after surgery they are twenty times more likely to commit suicide. Twenty attempt times. Twenty times? Oh my god. I didn't even know that that like that was true. I didn't know that they would that's just crazy. I don't know. I'm just learning. <laughs> it's picking up new things. <laughs> and that's from heritage dot dot org. They did a whole uh, study on it. Yeah, and <clears throat> that's what really, um, I guess, is a big goal of this podcast, is we like to educate people. I am i don't know everything in the world. I, I love learning. I love learning about almost any topic on it. I think every topic, history, geology, um, biology, um, space. I, I'm really excited to, if this podcast does take a, uh, you know, off to get people here so we can learn and, you know, educate people. And, you know, maybe find people that believe in different um <clears throat> That think differently than us. I, I would love to dissect their brain and understand how they think. Um, but yes, right. transgender people have an insanely high, insanely, insanely high amount of suicide rate compared to everybody else. And it's very sad because you does know. Does it say why? Huh? Does it does it give a reason why? Um, I'm sure there is. If I go back and read the article, <laughs> but it's a long article. I read the article I'm reading right now. Um, it's obviously because their brain isn't correct. Their brain isn't working how it's supposed to be working. Because if you're born a male, you should be attracted to the female to have children. Maybe if you don't want to have children, but you're still physically attracted to them. You think in different ways. You act in different ways. Your whole ba- your whole brain isn't wired correctly. Maybe not the whole thing. I'm not a neurologist. But just to the way that I am, compared to a lot of trans people, I would say that a lot of the, the wiring, like the neurons in the brain aren't reacting correctly. They're not they're not there all is, there how they're supposed to be. There is a chemical unbalance. A chemical imbalance. Right. You're just not wired correctly then. You know? Right. Getting too much whatever, oil. Whatever words you want to use, uh... You know, as somebody who struggles with mental health, not the transgender type, but a different one. Uh, I can definitely t- confirm that for you. I did have to go to therapy at some time because I did have suicidal thoughts. But it uh, it is definitely different. It is definitely a, a mental illness. Right. It sounds rough. I know, you know, people don't want to hear that. But it honestly, it is what it is. Uh, it's a it's a mental illness, and there is there is help. You know, a lot of people um, help out transgender people trying to figure out 
what's going on in their brain. Um, some people don't want that because it sounds offensive, but there is help. It is a mental illness, um, and the suicide rate is incredibly high. Yeah, man. Whoa. It, it's a statistic. It's a hard number. People can look it up. It's not. It's not opinionated. Right. These are a hundred percent facts, and it's very sad because it's like I said, it's somebody's, it's somebody's brother, it's somebody's cousin, you know, somebody's best friend, and it's extremely sad to see them committing suicide because you know every time somebody commits suicide, I I feel like anybody can make a change in this world, mostly through art. I feel like a lot of great artists, maybe a lot of great um, philosophers, could be lost in you know these suicide attempts. You know, maybe people that can speak out for their community. Because right. while they while they are not while it's, it is it is a mental illness, it that doesn't mean they can't have you know a great opinion. They can't write a great book, um, and it's really sad. It's extremely sad to see them, you know, have an extremely high suicide rate. <clears throat> right, and this is like we looked this up. This is not just something that we're throwing out there like that. No, I I'm actually showing on the screen. So okay, okay. anybody that's watching on YouTube, you can guys go ahead. Um, HumanRightsCampaign.org. There's actual statistics here, um, and man, I I don't know how credible these are, but you know they have prevention lines on here. They obviously care about them. You know that's that's the biggest thing that <clears throat> we want to help. Everybody wants to help. Um. I think that's really the last biggest executive order there was. Executive order empowering federal workers and contractors. I mean, I think we highlighted on the ones that we wanted to highlight on before start before starting this. Oh, there's one left. <laughs> executive orders empowering federal workers and contractors. Undoing Trump era regulations that rolled back protections for federal employees. Biden revoked a variety of measures, including a rule that made it easy to hire and fire civil servants in policy-making positions. The order also requested the Department of Labor to develop recommendations that all federal government employees receive a minimum wage of $15 an hour. Whoa. Oh, the big minimum wage. So that's only for federal government employees. Yeah, only for federal. Uh, I mean... I mean, you work for the government. Why not? Yeah, you work for the government, but why? Why not? Like, I am. I'm. I'm fine with it, really. Yeah, because you, if you work for the government, you should be happy with your job and your pay. Because I obviously want you to do a good job. Exactly. I I can hundred <laughs> percent get behind this guy. Right. I can I can right. get behind that one. Right. Not just the people who work for the government. Like any like president. I have my political biases, but at the end of the day, I want every president to do good. Because the president doing bad would be the whole country doing bad. Exactly. So whoever's like president, like, I would love for them to be great, you know? I think that's a big issue nowadays, man. Um, People's president don't win, like, doesn't win, and they're outraged. They don't want to follow whatever they say. At the end of the day, man, we're a country. We're we're on the same team. We got to do the best that we can to be better every day than everybody else. Um, At the end of the day, again... There's a lot of countries over there with malignant, with actual malignant um, reasons as to why they do stuff. I think, right. you know, everybody's the bad guy in somebody else's story, but when it comes down to <clears throat> major political 
happenings, like, you know, Nazis, um, <laughs> genocide, um, Chinese genocide of the Japanese, communism, starving your people. That's not right. And <laughs> if you think that's right, man, I want to have a conversation with you and understand why. Because that is terrible. That is an extremely terrible point of view to live your life as. <clears throat> or, you know, it's, I don't know, it's, I, I can't see anybody thinking that way. Um, executive order facilitating delivery of stimulus payments. Um, oh, another stimulus package, right? I read that one this morning. Yep. Um, economic relief, they kind of go hand in hand. I mean, I guess it was weird. I was one of the people that didn't get their their <laughs> second stimulus check for some reason. Me, you both. Me, you both. Let's hear they send it together. That'll be great. I, we're supposed to get like a six hundred dollars off on our taxes, basically, I'm like a taxes, bro. Like a coupon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. It, it makes sense. I mean, I mean, I I get charged taxes because I'm a, I'm a single male, and I, I have a decent job, so for the most part, I usually pay taxes every year. I mean, I was gonna. Eh, the money was gonna come and go, so I can understand that point. But there are families that might have needed that six hundred dollars now. It might have changed a lot of the things in their life. Right. And the economic relief. It looks like they're probably gonna send another stimulus. I mean, I don't know if we could just keep on sending them out like this. I mean, I don't know where they're getting this money from. Um. <laughs> To me, it sounds right. like everybody's working right now, man. I feel like <clears throat> I see that everything's kind of open, at least if it's for a few hours. Right. But, I mean, I don't know. Maybe different in other states. I, I have no idea. No, yeah, I mean, everything. everything's, like, pretty open. I, you and me, who's, like, looking for a job, I'm pretty, like, pretty active with, like, a lot of interviews. There's a lot of places hiring. But, you know, at the same time, I really can't speak for everybody else. I don't know how the situation is. For different families in different states, different cities, even in like our city and state, um, I'm sure there is people who need that and will be like, you know, it'll be a great, great help to them. Um, I don't know. If there's a way that we can find, narrow it down, to people who are not working or are struggling because of COVID, and they only have one source of income or whatever or something like that. I know there's a way for us to narrow that down and maybe, you know, send us stimulus to those people because like you're, like you're saying, um, our economy, it's not a huge hit, but we did take a hit because we did, we did shut down for quite, you know, some time. We're still not fully open. Um, we are in debt as a country. Um, I don't know if we can just keep, um, handing out stimulus packages to everybody based on tax returns from like last year two years ago last year right <clears throat> so if they can find a way to narrow to like narrow that down um to people who need it because i'm sure there is a lot of people who need it uh i would be completely on board on that uh but that's really my thought on that i i can't really give an opinion myself i don't I wish I could. I'm not as educated on the situation. Like, there, there's so many variables to everything. I mean, the biggest one is where are we getting this money from? We're in debt as a, as a country. <laughs> That's, like, my biggest big concern. Like, maybe they'll write it off as, like, you know, income, and they'll just affect, like, 
taxes a little bit more in 2021, like during the 2021 tax season, uh, or 2022. We're in 2021. Mad time flies. But I mean, I don't know, man. It's <laughs> it's weird. It's never happened in the history of the U.S., I believe. So it's yeah. It's, I mean, this is like <laughs> this is something that we never had to deal with. So we don't we don't know like what we're doing. Nobody knows wrong or or right. We really don't know. Uh, we're not gonna know till like years after. You know, this is where we messed up or whatever. Right. Um. But like you said, that's the main concern. Like, where are we getting money from? Like, once we open up the country, like, how bad of a state are we gonna be in? Once you know everything's open again. Yeah, man, and, and it's super weird because the um, there's something for reference. The housing market's crazy right now. Houses are going jacked up in prices. People are buying them. Um, I've kind of been in the market for a home myself, like, recently, just kind of looking around. And, man, like, the prices are getting super jacked up. On Zillow, you can see, like, the price um, history. And ever since, like, summer, like, a little bit after, like, May, man, they just start skyrocketing, man. It's insane. And people are buying them. Like, people or houses are contingent in probably like seven days in the Tucson market, which is insanity because Tucson itself is an, an extremely rich, um, um, extremely rich town. So you would usually see houses for sale for like maybe months sometimes. And to see them contingent in a couple of days is insane. I do know that we have been expanding like in where we can work because Amazon came. There's a lot of different companies that are coming here because it's, it's cheap. It's reliable. It's a robust place where you can build somewhere and have them. Um, keep that place up and there's a lot of space for cheap we have everything you can need internet water electricity um but man i i don't know there's so many things that like just don't make sense to me and the market the house market is one of the big ones right right because i mean i haven't seen like a huge like change you know yeah, people. Like, I don't see it if they're like I'm sure it's like out there, but like I myself don't like see it. I haven't seen it. <clears throat> That's same here. I mean, uh, thankfully I have been able to work through it. I think everybody here, besides Johnny, has been able to work for it. He he unfortunately got laid off. Um, like he was saying earlier. Um, but you know the the job market is booming as well as I. I don't know. There's a lot of things that contradict each other. Right. I ha- Yeah, I have plenty of, like, you know, interviews. My job hunt has been pretty active. So, I, I know there's jobs. So, I don't know. I think the main concern that we all have is just where we're sourcing this money from. Yeah. I, I have no idea. But, um, we're kind of rolling in to the hour and a half mark, I believe, here. We we are exactly at an hour and eighteen minutes, man. It, it flew by. It went by quick, man. These go by fast. <clears throat> These always go, but it's a fun conversation. I mean, it's what we do. We all have different opinions, but we all respect each other, and I think that's why. I think that's why we're friends because we can have different opinions, not be upset at each other. And we drink together. Which and is the we most. Do, we do consume a lot of alcohol together. And we enjoy each other's companies at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. We take care of each other. Exactly. In multiple ways. 
multiple, in multiple lot, ways. In a lot of ways, we'll leave that to your imagination. Exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's rail it in here. Uh, Sir, do you have any final thoughts? There's, there's actually uh, one last point that we didn't touch. Oh, oh it's Mackie's theory of the week. Oh my god, Mackie's theory of the week. I can't wait to hear this. But, uh, yeah, I've been waiting to go to bed, but like, I want to hear this. Man, I mean, lay it on them, Mackie. I like conspiracy. Like, quick disclaimer. <clears throat> I like I like conspiracy theories. Like, but I'm not like into the rabbit hole. Everybody goes into the conspiracy theory rabbit holes every now and then. You and know, you know where the foil hats? No, I I, I don't go that crazy. I don't think. No, Eddie Bravo. <laughs> no, I I don't think the Earth is flat. Like, very scientific with everything. Like, I believe in science and God. But man, like. There's just a couple things that are lining up too for perfectly, in my opinion. I mean, let's think about what's happened in the last two years. Um, I think it's only been one, man. It's crazy. Feels like two for some reason. But think about it. What they do first? Um, the BLM movement happened. You know, who were the bad guys? The cops. Um, there's different opinions on that. Everybody here has their own opinion on that situation. Uh, for the most part. The way I view it is, <clears throat> I'm a minority myself. Um, I, I've been stopped by cops multiple times, and a lot of times I should have gotten tickets for the stuff I was doing. And I've never, they've never pulled a gun on me. I've always been super respectful. I've never had a case where I've ever felt like my life was in danger because a cop stopped me. But, you know, like you said, there's always a bad, there's always bad people out there. There are bad cops. But I don't think it's something where we can just say defund the police. And that's kind of where I'm going. Is first they started with defund the police. Okay, you know, maybe it's going to happen, maybe it's not. I do know that the Tucson like, chief officer, like the Tucson Police Department, did quit when all that was going on. Because it's a rough, it's a rough role, man. It's really hard to do something like that. It's um, Especially in a situation, you know, we live in a mostly majority town, or minority town. And I'm sure it was hard to get backlash like that. I don't think I've heard of any, like, bad cases here in Tucson. I mean, I might just be blind. But, I mean, it starts with that thing. You defund the police. You divide and conquer the people. Everybody's super divided right now. Everybody's extremely divided on political views. You're the right or you're left. You're the wrong or right to somebody. There's no opinion that you can formulate. And people can be like, I respect your opinion and go on with your day. You're either right or wrong to somebody. Everybody's extremely divided right now. What are we right now as a country? We're divided. The capital got stormed by um, Trump extremists because that wasn't a sign of the Republican Party. Um, BLM protests happened. They destroyed a lot of companies, a lot of businesses, a lot of small businesses that aren't even like owned by the major companies that the left seems to hate. And um, you know, those weren't, that wasn't a good representation of the Democratic Party. Those were, like, extremists, like, you know, Antifa, all of that. But, um, you know, the people are really divided right now. Um, the executive order for trans people, it's very easy to let a bunch of trans people in, have them be suicidal during boot camp, because even normal people are suicidal during boot camp. It's extremely easy to point a finger at that point. The military's failing. Let's go ahead and defund them too. What happens when you defund the military? We're weak as a country. 
we're divided. Local police have no power. Uh, our military is weak. I think maybe, you know, this is where it's going to start getting crazy. But, you know, maybe Russia is interfering with us. That they're just doing it in a much smarter way. Because they see our weaknesses. Right. They're interfering with us. Divide and conquer. Divide, weakened, and then conquer. You know? Maybe Russia's planning an attack. And this is the first stage of it. Dividing and weakening us. The Democratic Party's never liked the military men. They've always removed budget for them. They've always been super against, like, conflicts, even though, you know, there has been some questionable um, Democratic presidents with questionable um, military actions in the past. I think it goes <clears throat> the same for both sides. And I think that's my crazy theory of the week, conspiracy theory. Russia is interfering with us. <clears throat> They're dividing us as people. That was their first step. Freaking wild. They're weakening us uh, military-wise. What's next, man? I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Nostradamus. He... I, I think Sergio's gonna get mind-blown by this. Like, <laughs> have you ever heard of Nostradamus, Sergio? No. So he's like a... He's a French astrologer. That he was mostly known for his predictions. Uh, he actually predicted 9-11. This guy was born in 1503. Wait, what? He was born in 1503 in France. What? Look, let me bring up his predictions. It, send me the link. Let me see if I can post it in the chat. So, here are a couple of his predictions that he actually got right. The first one was King Henry, the death of King Henry II. His prediction, the young lion will overcome the older one on the field of combat in a single battle. He will pierce his eyes through a golden cage. Two wounds made one. And then he dies a cruel death. What happened? In the summer of 1555, King Henry II of France lined up to joust the Comité of Montgomery, young lion, six years his junior on the field of France. Both had lions on their shields. This is older and younger brother. They both had lions on their shields. But, wait, in their final pass, Montgomery's lance tilted up and bursted through the king's visor, splintering to pieces. Two shards, one through the eye, pierced his eye through a golden cage, his helmet, and one through the temple, lodged in the king's head. Two wounds made oh one. Henry suffered for ten days, then he dies a cruel death before dying in his bed. The Great Fire of London. This is actually a crazy one. The blood of the just will be demanded of London, burnt by fire in the year 66. The ancient lady will fall from her high place and many of the same sect will be killed. What happened? The small fire that started in the bakery of Thomas Ferner on Pudding Lane in London September 2, 1666. He even got the year right. Turned into a three-day blaze that consumed the city. One of the explanations of the blood of the just refers to the millennium, the millions of flea-carrying rats that were killed. Peasant deaths were not recorded at the time, but it's been long held that six people perished in the fire. French Revolution. Has he said anything about 2021? Oh, let me, this is what we're getting. This is just some of his famous predictions. 
from the enslaved populace songs, chants, and demands. While princes and lords are held captive in prisons, these will in the future be headless idiots, to be received as divine prayer. And what happened? In 1789, the French people decided they'd have enough of poor aristocratic rule and revolted. The peasants, enslaved populace, took control of Paris and forced their demands on royalty. The aristocracy, princes and lords, that's who they are, were, taking, were taken from power, were locked in the Bastille, the prisons, which um, Nostradamus said, and beheaded at the guillotine. They would become headless idiots, and they were beheaded. And this happened in 1789. And he died almost a hundred years before that. He also predicted Napoleon. Paune Loron will be more of the fire than the blood. To swim in praise, the great one, to flee to the confluence. He will refuse entries to the pieces and depraved ones, and the durance will keep them imprisoned. Three towns in southern France, Pau, Ney, and Oleron. He literally only got one of them wrong by a letter. The capitalization hints that something is hidden within the words, and to look further. Rearranging them spells out Napoleon Roy, or Napoleon the King of French, in French. Bruh. This was actually insane. This is actually one of the best ones. I was actually going to see if they had it. He actually predicted Hitler. This is what he had to say. From the, deaths, from the deaths of the west of Europe, a young child will be born of, of poor people. He who by his tongue will seduce a great troop, his fame will increase towards the realm of the east. Beasts ferocious will hunger will cross the rivers. The greater part of the battlefield will be against Hister into a cage of iron that will the great one be drawn when the child of Germany observes nothing. On April 20th, 1889, Hitler was born in Western Europe, the very poor parents. Hitler moved to Germany to action in the following years in World War I. Hitler actually served in World War I, a lot of people don't know that, in part, who by his tongue, as Nostradamus said, through his over-the-top oratory skills, his fame will increase towards the realm of the East. Who was in the East, who's East from Germany, that was in World War II, guys? <coughs> Japan. The Axis alliance with Japan in the East, history is believed to be the spelling error. He thinks, people think he actually meant to spell Hitler, but he said history. How crazy is that? The German army invading France, beast ferocious with hunger, will cross the rivers, which was obviously when Germany invaded um, or attacked um, um, the United Kingdom. And the greater battlefield refers to the Allied powers defeating Hitler. I'm scared. Another one having to do with World War II. He predicted the atomic bomb. Near the gates and within two cities, there would be scourges the like of never was never seen. Famine was plague. People put out by steel, crying the great immortal God for relief. In early August in 1945, United States dropped two atomic weapons in the island of Japan within two cities, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. The suffering endured by those endured by those in the blast, and the radiation poisoning suffered by those who escaped the immediate detonation, which refers to them crying out to the great immortal God for relief to be put out of their pain. He also he also said um, the JFK and RFK assassinations, man. 
The great man will be struck down on the day by a thunderbolt, an evil deed therefore by a bearer of a petition. According to the prediction, another falls at night time. Conflict that reigns London and pestilence on Tuscany. John Kennedy received numerous death, death threats. The petition, the great man being John Kennedy, he was gunned down by the thunderbolt afternoon November 22nd. Bobby Kennedy was killed just after midnight on June 5th, 1968. Another falls at nighttime, as he said. The world mourned. The conflict of Rams, London. So, now that we have that, these are his predictions for 2021. And some of them have been debunked, obviously. He can't get all of them right. Or else he'd literally be from the future or something. His predictions for 2021. I actually remember seeing a video about this in 2018. So, his predictions are... Where are they? One second. <clears throat> There's a timeline somewhere. Twenty first century, here we are. I do know that he said that there we were going to go through a dark age and the after twenty twenty. And what have we just gone into? We went into a quarantine. There's a lot of conflicts going everywhere. You know, kinda like a second um Cold War going on with Russia. He said that before we found peace, we would have to go through a great age of darkness. Oh my god. It's oh actually... What in the F word? Yeah, man. Um, let me see. I, I have to find it, man. I, I should have looked it up before this so I could find the actual place. Like, I know there's a timeline somewhere. But he, I do remember exactly that. That he said that there would be a great age of darkness before we could get any better. And we just went into a plague. Into what he would have called a plague back in his time. There's a lot of conflicts within the U.S. itself. We're getting super... Going back to my theory. We're getting super weak as a country. What if they defund the military? They already defunded the police. Due to radical left um, opinion. What do you guys think? Bro, I'm just... Uh, what? <laughs> I, I like Johnny's laugh because it sounds super uneasy. He's like, whoa. Yeah. That's, that's... <laughs> Is, um, as far as your theory or the predictions? I mean, they kind of go hand in hand because he did predict that after 2020, we would go into a great, we would go into dark times. And that, bef that he said, let me rephrase that whole thing. He said that there would be a great light at the end of a major dark period. Right. After 2020, right. everything's gone pretty dark. No, yeah, I mean, I do, like, I do believe that defunding the military is coming pretty soon. 
um, just not based on social justice or anything like that. That's just what happens when we usually have a democratic president in office. Um, just as every, you know, most military members said, how bad it was to serve during the Obama administration. Uh, Tim Kennedy actually had just answered his questions. He was saying, you know, how bad it was, how they didn't have equipment, how there was times, you know, where they would request new stuff and they would, like, never, like, get it at all. They had, like, stuff from, like, four to, like, seven years old. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm telling you that that's coming pretty soon. Because our military, like, was weak. And that's something that the previous president mentioned a lot, like, how weak our military was. And, yeah, he was able to get us back to the elite level that we need to be at. But, you know, I think, I think that's coming. I'm pretty sure it's going to be weekend again. <clears throat> but, you know, it's uh, it's something that was bound to happen, and I knew it would happen. So I'm just waiting for it to go down, sadly. Boys, what do you guys think? Adolf, Sergio? I'm still shook it. Um, boy, I, I think it's crazy. <laughs> I do. I, I do know a lot about about homeboy making uh, a lot of predictions. I did read about the one about him and nine eleven. Right, I'm familiar with the predictions as well. Um, yeah, no, send it to me. But the one mainly that did got me crazy was the one about nine eleven because I actually saw a pretty good video about it describing it about how well he got it on point. Send it to me. I'll send you a video, Sergio. I have a pretty good YouTube video that'll explain it to you. Yeah. yeah, send it to me so while I'm working tomorrow, I can listen to it. I think there's also a podcast on it, too, I believe, online. I don't remember if there is or not, but, yeah, his predictions are pretty on point. It's scary to think that how well they are. It kind of, like, gets you back to thinking about, like, the Simpsons one. How they basically also predicted a lot of things that happened here. The Simpsons are from the future. There's no way they're not. Yeah, but, like I said, the one theory that did give me, you know, pretty cringed and just, you know, terrified about his prediction where the ones were at 9-11 and the Kennedy one too. I don't think I mentioned that one, right? The I don't think I mentioned the 9-11 one. Nope. Oh, yeah. Did you yeah, he predicted that one as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think Sergio's going to sleep tonight. I don't think so. He's going to go on a big Nostradamus uh, Easter egg hunt. That's it. I gotta start training anyway. Gotta get ready for Firewatch and Basic. Dude, it, it will blow your mind. The things that this guy has actually predicted. It's pretty insane. He's down to the year. Like, the 1966 fire. It's it's amazing. I don't know. Yeah, he that, might... was a, that was a big one. Who predicted 9-11 on the exact year as well. I'll send you the video, Sergio. That way you can't sleep today or you're just, like, super scared tomorrow during um, work. Paranoid, just, you know, just watching every corner. Yep, you're going to be like, there's no way. He's still alive. He's still watching us somewhere. I start looking at people all weird. Yep, going to start giving everybody the funny eye. Just starts, I just start scratching all crazy. 
<laughs> oh my god. But I mean we're rolling we're rolling up on the hour forty minute mark, guys. Um any last words? I have none other than I just want the video. I'll send that to you as soon as we're done recording. <laughs> For anybody that's still watching this, I'll go ahead and link it on our YouTube channel. Um, the YouTube that this is going to be uh, uploaded to is going to be the third channel that I have. It's going to be called Mackie TV. That's where I upload all the podcast videos. I'll be pulling up like any documents that, I, that we pulled up during it, any websites, um, executive orders, um, all that stuff. I'll go ahead and, and leave a link to a Spanish video and an English um, video as well. Um, but nice. yeah, I mean, any words, any last words, guys? AJ, do you have anything for the people? Uh, no. <clears throat> I think the podcast pretty much picked up everything. Yeah, man, I, I think this was a really good one. Um, I guess last thing, everybody, quick, uh, super quick, who's gonna win the Super Bowl? Buccaneers. Johnny? The Tampa Bay Bucks because they have the greatest athlete to ever walk this earth. Listen, I just picked the Buccaneers, so that means the Kansas City Chiefs are winning it. And that's Thomas Eric Patrick Brady Jr. Even against Sergio's pick, he's gonna win, and he'll have <laughs> his seventh ring. Um, it is what it is. That's the goat. You can cry about it in the comment section because you can't argue against it. <clears throat> a great man once said, said, facts don't care about your feelings. And I've got all the stats. Adolf? Um, I think Kansas City's going to take it. I, I will believe that they will. I think the Bucks are going to win. He has turned after picking the Saints and the Packers. Dude, it, it's, same here, bro. Same here. It's just when a team heats up like that, and they've faced talent like the Packers and the Saints. It's, <clears throat> I, I think they're gonna turn up. I think they're on a run. Right, and I, the defense is extremely good. Like I give a lot of props to Tom Brady. Um, I always will. But the defense is extremely good. And they're playing at home. And they're playing at home. First quarterback to ever do so. And they paid the refs off already. And that's a theory for Sergio, because that's what losers say when they lose. They find an excuse to make themselves feel good. <laughs> well, guys, that's been the predictions for that, and I think we're going to close off with that. Um, thank you guys for tuning into the Quarter Life Crisis, Episode 2. Hope you guys have a good rest of your day. Bye. Nighty night, folks.